0: I just think he's full of SH1T at times. It's like, you know, quoting Kipling to players doesn't work with John Kipling. It's probably Mr Kipling would have been better.
1: OTV AM, live, weekday mornings from 7.30 on the OTV Sports app.
0: Hey, Anthony Moyles, how are you? I'm good, gents. How are you doing? What do
1: Kildare need to do? Can Kildare beat this Dublin team? Like, Are we, are we underrating the Dublin team and their lads who have 9 All-Irelands and going oh, this could be this could be close this weekend as opposed to like 9 All-Irelands for some of these lads not yet
0: so, 8 yeah, 8 yeah. sorry <laughs> go on Owen <laughs> there is a big difference between 8 and 9 yeah. there is there is it's, it's a seismic difference seismic really yeah. you know I mean, what I, you think about it if you have 8 just hanging around you're like a really you know never like that night can't possibly retire at 8 <laughs> no couldn't possibly do it ah <laughs> I'm still relatively down over the last game, Jared. <laughs> the meat game. Wow. <laughs> I've been given some time. Okay. And it still h still hungry
2: after the lack of hot dogs or what's it's right Yeah. Early yeah, stage yeah, of grief. Yeah. Just yeah, can't The get kids, over. It. The kids
0: just keep reminding me. Um Yeah, it is. It's a weird um uh it is definitely the, the stages of grief so if, if Meade had ran them a bit closer or had even put up a fight for you know 50 odd minutes I would have said yes I think Kildare will, will get even closer but then I'm kind of I'm flipping between how abject Meade were um, and the lack of intensity and fight in that first half and I'm hoping hoping that Glenn and the boys won't obviously set up in such a similar fashion as they did against Westmead um, and that they will actually make it an arm wrestle for at least the first 45-50 minutes. Do Kildare have the forward prowess? Yes, I think they do. Do they have the defence? Okay. Question marks? So
1: that's, 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 uh, uh, uh,
0: counterintuitively, yeah. in a
1: weird way, if they're going to have any hope, it's only going to be in a shootout because they're not going to win 10 8 they're going to concede 20 points, right? We, we kind of know that they're going to... Dublin are going to kick between 18 and 22 points. And if they don't score goals, if it's like not 18, Kildare have a chance. So do you just actually decide we're going to be relatively loose here? They're going to score 23, 24 points. We need to score 316. Off you go, lads.
0: It's a weird one because it'll be... You know, management team, it's the first, so most, most new management teams when they come in against Dublin will decide we're going to keep it tight. You know, we don't want to get a drubbing on our hands early in our kind of tenure, you know. Um, so that's the kind of fail safe that they, that they generally revert to. I'm hoping that the lads are brave enough that they actually say, you know what, no, we can't play that way and we don't want the identity it's of this Kiddler team. Year. Yeah, correct, correct. So they need to just say, right, we're going to go. And and they are playing quite, even throughout the league, they were racking up big scores. Now they were conceding big scores, but they were racking up big scores. Um, and obviously the league, for them, they, they will have learnt an awful lot from the game they played against Dublin, albeit it's not the same Dublin team. Okay, um, But... They will get confidence from that. I think that they will potentially look at the Mead failings and say, "Okay, these are areas that we definitely need to ensure don't happen uh, against us." Um, and there are numerous areas that they need to that they need to avoid. And a lot of it is getting contact on players and making sure that it's just not as easy for Dublin just to transition the ball from defence to attack, simply with one or two kick passes. And you know players being nearly fearful of standing out in front and actually making hits and increasing the intensity in the game and everything else and just running around like chasing shadows. So do do I think they'll... Will they Will they do it a kind of a six forwards, six defenders and two midfielders? No, I don't. I can't see that, right? So do I think they'll put Flynn and will they play a kind of a, a, um, a counter-attacking game with McCormick, you know, kind of pulling the strings at 11, um, but more than likely 10 or 11 or 12 behind the ball at times to try to frustrate Dublin and then breaking quickly, quick long ball into the likes of Flynn, let him just take players on. You know, I, it's funny, I was, I was looking back on the game a little bit, like Dublin, the, 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 the full-back line against Meade for Dublin was one-on-one. You know, Mick Fitzsimons was one-on-one. Um, Gannon, young Gannon was one-on-one. There was never a situation where they had, now they didn't have to, but even at the very, very start, they never decided to get back to it. So the, and even if you look at their league, they're kind of saying, listen, we trust you, so go and mark your man. You know, we're not going to have a massive amount of kind of uh, assistance there for you in a kind of a 3 or 4v2 situation. So if that's the case... I think Flynn, who is absolutely dangerous when he gets the ball in hand and decides if if his if his if his mood is in and he comes running at you, his ability, his speed, his 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 elusiveness, he will cause major issues. Um, but the problem is, can they win enough ball? Can they pressure enough times? And can they get the ball into them? And then when they get those chances, they have to make sure. If they get three goal chances, they have to. Yeah, in my opinion, they have to have three goals. Yeah. They cannot even have two goals. Yeah, I, and I kind of feel the same. Like I,
1: I think even if they do score three goals, there's a possibility that with the openness they have at the back, notwithstanding, if they, even if there's a defensive structure there, like if you think back to the game in Newbridge, the ball kind of squirted across the Kildare goal line and off the post and out, and mm. like four different goal line saves, and yes. you know loads of weird stuff happened in that game to get them to win just about at the end. And that you know you make your own luck and you deserve it, but. Chances are three or four of those go in for the dubs this weekend. And the key is not to be devastated when Dublin are like very far ahead of you because you're going to get a period of time where the Dublin defence is like one-on-one. And you're like, okay, when that happens, you need to score heavily, quickly. Yes.
0: yeah, Like... We used to always say like you know. We went into various games. I remember I can't remember whichever Leinster championship game it was, and we we were talking about how fast Dublin start, and they do start fast, and there is this nearly this expectation that they are going to start fast, and they literally throw the kitchen sink at you for the first five, eight, ten. And I remember in that particular game we were six 0 after about seven minutes, and you're kind of looking around, but there was no panic. And that's what you need. You need that situation. You need to say, "Okay, we are going to get up the pitch, and we're going to get a chance, and we just need to break that 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 kind of slide, you know." And whether it's a goal or a point, just get on the board, and then all of a sudden they do take a bit of a breather, and then you have to press, and then you have to try to get it in the second one and the third one. And even in the Mead game, there were those chances. Like Morris had a chance of a goal, you know. Very early on, and he slips, and they had another couple of chances that just pulled wide, and all of a sudden there's one, three, one, four left behind, and then of course the gap goes from six to nine, yeah, and then it's eleven, and then it's done. Mm. You know, if you can get it to six, pull it back to two, to three, and then they go again, and then you pull. If you can just keep hanging on the coattails, that's 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 the big thing. So that's the big challenge for them. Do I think they have the ability to do it? Yes, I do. It's a massive test for them, and I think Glen Ryan and 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 the management team. Will be full of confidence, and they'll be instilling that confidence in the players and saying, "Listen, you know, you've you've gone toe to toe with a lot of these lads underage. um, Definitely, Kildare are, are are going in an upward trajectory. You can see it with the minors, the twenties, everything else. So there's a great feeling around the county, uh, and and they're buoyed by that. So I think I think I'm hoping that they can make it a a, a good strong game. Like you mentioned, the missed chances for me, it
2: still ended up being the biggest concession in five years for Dublin in the Leinster Championship at the end of the day. So on that defensive question for Dublin, Mm -hmm. it's frustrating that we're two games in and we've still yet to see them under any pressure. So we don't actually know what they're going to do. But there were times in that game against me just because I was in the stadium Merchant was the extra man dropping back I I don't suspect that's going to be their tactic going forward apparently in Wexford Park Gooch was saying in the Sunday game that Johnny Cooper was their extra man back there so again we have to wait to see when they're in a pressure scenario what their plan is but it does feel like they are working on something that they have looked at what happened in the league and said we are going to play maybe a sweeper or find our new version of Keno Sullivan this campaign who would that person be if, if they
0: go down that path well, look, Merchant is a good option to have it uh, have it in in that situation because he's obviously unbelievably quick and he can cover the ground fast. Um, I, I it's funny the, the crowd, the atmosphere was so dead that you could hear him. I don't know if you could hear him, but you could hear him in that second half. I didn't in the first half. Well, I was I was kind of down where where, where Mead were attacking in the first half, but you could hear him very audibly, kind of roaring, ball, ball, ball. So he was going around as a kind of an annoying defender if you get me so in other words I have you but he comes on my shoulder and really puts the pressure on so kind of comes in comes in hard and aggressive on the tackle um, and is roaring ball 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 which is a kind of a basketball thing just to kind of so of course inevitably the forward throws out a pass and he goes to the next man so he was in that role you either are and we've spoken about this before where John Small plays that that role of of the plus one and he's in the kind of D area. So anything that comes across there, he's looking to attack that ball, be it man or ball. Whereas Merchant was more of a he was more of a, as I said, a kind of a, you know, a, a fly that you just couldn't swat away. He was just going everywhere. He was literally going to the corner, back out. You know, so he was the extra man, but he wasn't an extra man okay. that was sitting. He was a very, very aggressive extra man, if you get me. So that could be something that they're deciding to do, where they're putting pressure on the ball rather than waiting for it to come into an area and then looking to snag it. Why are teams now good at finding out where his extra, like the opposition,
1: so where was his man? where was the it's 15 so yeah. like why, why are teams not good at going okay well if Small's doing that and Merchant's doing that we have two somewhere where are those bodies lads where are you what are you doing yes well why, that's well, Why are teams less good at that than they should be
0: at this stage I, I, yes I think because what ha- ends up happening is sometimes t- forward lines are so spread out over the field, right? So Merchant doing a role similar to what I just explained, he can put pressure where the ball is. By the time the ball gets to that far side he can then he's pass it on exactly and it he's left on and then the other person on the far side has pushed across and he takes up the role. So it's about shifting across, shifting your bodies across. But to try to counteract that you obviously need to go some twos and threes of forwards. And where me got a lot of um not a lot, but your point on is well made they got more, um, I suppose, luck and 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 um, you know, a kind of achievement rather than a lot of other teams was. And if you look at some of the scores that some of that Dublin conceded. If you are Desi Farley, you're looking back and you're saying, actually when they when they were coming at little angles, you know, and a little bit of pace and fellas running at different angles, little pop passes, they were kicking some relatively easy scores. You know, so there was a, like I mean, I was watching the four or five examples where it was just very, very simple, Tomas O'Reilly would get the ball, he'd kind of drift in, a man would cut across him at an angle, he'd either pivot, pass him that pass, another man coming runner, and then it just stuck over the bar. And I was kinda of going, Wow, that was that was that was easy. Now, you have to counteract that with where we're Dublin just saying listen we just don't concede any possibly, goals yeah. you know and we just make sure that if it, we don't mind you kicking points you can kick them out there all day long but you're not getting in here um, but there were still a number of chances Morris as I said to you had probably two or three chances the one where you know he's predominantly left footed and Mick Fitzsimons knew that do you remember the one where he went on his right then and he blasted it wide mm. um, on his right that was the second one um, so there was probably a concession of possibly two to three goal chances which you would feel Gerr that if Kildare get them as I said, they have to make sure that they that they that they achieve and get the get the get the three points on the board.
1: Yeah, I, I think
0: Kildare supporters are relatively
1: comfortable with the quality of forwards we have, like really for The first time in my lifetime. <laughs> it's like we have a lot of forwards who can yeah. actually, who yeah. aren't going to miss when the ball is like in the D. They're, they're, you know, uh.
2: Can I just say on that as well? You have your, your three forwards that for me have to start, your full forward line. But the way Gaelic football has moved over the last little while, if you want to play some sort of defensive system, you're essentially sacrificing one of those full forwards. So Kildare are either going to sacrifice one of their players in their best line of their team or they're going to end up taking one of those corner forwards and asking him to do a role that he just can't fulfil. So in many ways, they are backed into a corner where they have to just go for it on on Saturday. Yep. Like It's the, the only way that it suits his team. Otherwise, it just wouldn't make sense with the players that... Glenn Ryan has at his disposal.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think I think you will find that they have four up more often than not. Mm. You know, so they'll have a two and a half forward line and a two and a full forward line. Or they, what they might do is they might do, you know, a one-one and then two inside. So McCormick will be sitting, and they'll have one out in front of him. But you're right. It, it, there's a lot of onus then on ten and twelve. You know, ten and twelve will do a serious amount of hard work. Um, and and. and that's just that's just a given in in this day and age. Um, midfield will be under pressure, um, and midfield will have to break at least break even, um, because it's it's an area whereby I don't think Evan Comerford was pressured enough by me on kickouts. Absolutely not. He got so many away just out to his right, out to James McCarthy. I do not know what the setup was was doing, but he got so much. Remember, he just kicked him out to his right hand side. McCarthy came down the line and just played like it was it was nearly like under twelve stuff. Another just straight ball. Uh, numerous times out under the Hogan stand with a a player coming across so I just thought it was a bit they'll they'll definitely have to I think they will have to pressure the kick out of course they'll have to pressure the kick out that's the point Uh, Tomas O'Connell or Thomas O'Connell on YouTube says the
1: two most recent games where Caldera got the biggest beatings were Dublin last year and Mayo this year both times they allowed them to win their kick out and walk up to the 45 with it it can't happen again like I I, I don't know how I don't know how you could like morally stand over a team and go we're going to let the opposition Take the ball out and then let them be creative when actually there's you're creating a 50 50 when the goalkeeper has the ball, it's actually more weighted in your favour than not because you know uh, you can push your players up. It like,
2: depends what your team is, like Derry can stand off a kick out pretty well and and achieve the turnover very well, but I don't think that works for this Caldera team, does it? It took them three
1: years to be able to do that.
0: Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, and I uh, it's a, it's a massive it is so you're, you're either doing one thing or the other you can't get caught between the two stools and and you're, the Derry situation the example is is that they have honed and they are absolutely comfortable that when you come to their half and inside their 50 that they're saying that's no problem we're going to force you to take long kicks which they did against Monaghan you know which they, they forced Monaghan and, as, and I think we touched on this the last day the Monaghan uh, accuracy was off but at the same time you know, I'd be slightly worried if I was Rory Gallagher because Monaghan did get opportunities in that game. I think Monaghan would would be absolutely kicking themselves post that game and saying, "You know what? All we needed was one extra pass and to kick to kick maybe under a bit more pressure, but to kick 15 yards closer than where we were kicking." You know, um, and Donegal will have learned from that. Massively, uh, Derry. I think I think Derry will have to mix it up, but against Patton, his 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 ability to kick, be it long or short, is so good. Can
1: they stand off that kick out?
0: Well, I
2: think it almost makes more sense to stand off that kick out. Is yeah, because Patton just goes over the top. Like, and then if you've got the, the classic Donegal Michael Murphy down to Ryan McHugh yeah. I'm not sure if they're still uh, trying to do that uh, maybe based my analysis on eight years ago but th- there's definitely that potential with that Donegal out to just go over the top like Yeah no got, they've you
0: know, thrown it in a number of times yeah. even in the league they've thrown it in and it is a weapon to have when you least expect it um, I think there probably is I think Derry will decide you know what just let, let's just give it to him um, and if I think there's opportunities when they can pressure it right and that's what they decide to do they'll decide at certain times we're going to do it I think Kildare can't decide that I think Kildare just has to say we're literally going to try to yeah, get it get as beaten, much as possible we're going to die on our shields correct and we, I think people will be happy with that so
1: into the, the derry Donegal game right we, um, we're now thinking of because of what happened last year as uh, automatic All-Ireland contenders the winners for this are we or is it still not enough is the lesson of last year's so unique given the circumstances and the difficulties that Dublin were having and for whatever reason Kerry's issues that actually still no matter what happens in this game uh,
0: Dublin and Kerry will be in a separate tier um, I, don't, I don't think so because the only thing I would say is when you come through Ulster and let's say it is Derry you are absolutely battle hardened um, they haven't got that many injuries throughout, throughout it they've been quite lucky um, it depends on how I suppose taxing this game is, which you would you would under you would believe that it's going to be massively taxing. Um, can they recover? Have they got the ability to recover in a short space of time? But whereas Kerry, who we'll, I know we'll touch on this, will probably come in absolutely relatively easily, right? And you would imagine, depending on what we just spoke about, Dublin, if they do come through, will will want a a test. They'll want a test from Kildare. Like they'll want a game where they only win by two or three points, because all of a sudden they have gone to the places where they need to go to, which you never go to, by the way, in training, and neither you really go to it in league. You only go to those dark places in championship, and they need to go to those places to really test themselves and to right the wrongs of the league and to right the wrongs of last year and to say, no, we are, we are back, um, and they won't experience that until they do experience it if you get me Kerry will definitely not experience it in the Munster final so probably the only teams that have necessarily will have experienced it will be coming out of um, Ulster So for that point, I think, yes, you have to consider them, absolutely. But then the flip side of the coin is, of course, that they've come through some serious battles um, and tiredness and all those different things and maybe some injuries. But I think in this day and age, players are so conditioned, they're so fit, uh, they're they're well capable of motoring along nearly week by week that I don't think it's a massive issue.
1: We have been complaining about the uh, structures of the championship, but there's eight weeks today to the All-Ireland football final. Well, the
2: championship starts this weekend uh, maybe the weekend after really with the first round of the qualifiers but mm-hmm. it feels like it gets, it, it gets going now.
0: I think so it gets going now and you know people are I've seen lots of people bemoan the fact you know I was obviously as you know lads know involved with the, the CPA and you know as a player you don't want three four weeks between games you just want you want let's let's go let's get it done week by week there's lots of sports that play week by week and and sports much more shall we say taxing and and, and physically demanding than GAA is um, and you just get ominous so um Derry Donegal I think Donegal Donegal are licking their lips like Donegal are absolutely licking their lips coming into this one I think they're just they're they're sitting pretty um they haven't set the world alight you know even the last day i thought you know Murphy and McBrary were okay. Only when they put Murphy in full forward did they really start kind of making hay. But they were able to make that strategic change um, and tactical change and it worked very, very well for them. And they can do that to you. I thought McHugh and a number of their bigger players the last day weren't fantastic. But they're really building and they're building some good backs, some very, very good defenders. They just seem to have a lovely kind of uh, um, uh, just a, 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 a... a list of guys that are able to come in and take up roles um, and slot into the way they play and you know we were just touching on Derry there and it's taken Derry three or four years well the Donegal Blueclint has been there for the last number of years and it's just as I say fellas just slip in and just go yeah I know what I'm meant to do and it's fine and we know the way we play and away we go Rory is not having it he says Derry having a fantastic defensive system is a myth 15 men inside the
1: 40 yards concede 17 points and give up the same event again against Monaghan Donegal win the Ulster final by six we'll see Rory I mean 17 points is kind of actually mm-hmm. okay if you're a good
0: team and you believe in your forwards well, I, like and, you and, and I think that's their idea their, score I, calls. Their, their idea is, is that they will break hard and that they will open you um, and again this is a big thing if, if you're playing that kind of counter-attacking situation, you have to make sure that when you get the ball and you counter-attack, that that ball goes dead. Because what happens is your defensive structure is now broken. Yes, yeah. so we are, we're all rushing up the field. And you saw that the last day against Monaghan. Monaghan only ma- really made hay when they then broke that down and counter-attacked Derry. And I think Donegal will look at that. Donegal will say, right, we need to get back quickly. We need to try to influence the ball. And then when we do, we go long early. So we don't run it. We go long early and we try to disrupt what, they've, what, they, what they have already abandoned, shall we say. Yeah. So it's going to be, I think it's going to be, like, tactically, it's going to be absolutely fascinating. Because you've got, you know, two managers and two management teams that really think about the game. So... Um, yeah, but I think it's 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 it'll be. I, I think it'll be a cracker. Uh, I think Golly Ross Common will
2: also be a cracker. I think uh, the game in Crow Park at the end of the league was was brilliant, although. I presume you expect Galway to be a much different team this weekend than when we saw that day especially in defence
0: I think so you know I think you've, you've, you've two setups where I think the defence there's question marks over their defence uh, I think there's question marks possibly over the Roscommon midfield um, I think Galway will come out on top there I think the middle eight of both Galway and Roscommon will be massively important because I'd say there'll be a lot of ball kicked out there and I think Galway will probably edge it in that situation but Roscommon have an unbelievably good set of four so I think again, this will be a shootout. Um, you know, knowing porrick uh, and the way his his philosophy on the game, I think he'll feel that they again have the forward prowess that'll that'll you know ultimately win them the game. Um, I think the game will be won on in that middle eight and who can actually get enough ball to, to put it into the forward line That's that will be where it all, where it all really I, I think lies because once the forwards get it on either side they'll do damage are those, um,
1: are those two whoever comes out of that I, I mean they're presumably looking at Tyrone going we're not that far behind them and we're a bit battle hardened especially if it's Galway who came through Mayo and Castlebar and
2: the then- draws Ulster as well rather than Kerry or Dublin in a semi-final should they get that far
0: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Oh, I don't think so. Okay, I don't think so. I just, I just think, I just think they're a little bit below it, just a little bit below it.
1: They should surely be trying to, like, uh, fake it till they make it, though,
0: right? Oh, absolutely, hundred percent. And that's where
1: one of these teams might have the the beating of a team who
0: we think is higher than them in the power rankings, say. Yes, yeah. That never happens. It's, it's it's you know, it's the Crow Park effect as well um, when you come in there and and all of a sudden the pressure starts to get applied. Uh, I'm not sure. Roscommon have been very, very quiet. A lot of people have just, you know, naturally written them off, okay? Um, and... Uh, do they deserve to be written off completely against Go? Yeah.
1: I don't I, think so. I, I mean, I think it's because Roscommon, uh, they've yo-yoed up and down from a Division 1 to a Division 2 status. But these are the games they win where everybody talks about the other side of the draw. They're quietly licking, waiting yeah. in the long grass. Yeah. And, uh, and all of a sudden, they're like three points up in injury time. And you're like, Jesus, nobody saw that coming.
2: Well, they've beaten him twice already this year. Uh, like and I think everybody said still, you, and still there's a sense that Galway have something else that they showed against Mayo especially defensively that will change this I think the fact that it's on in Pierre Stadium as well is probably maybe giving people a bit of hope
0: yeah I, th- I would think so but you know I'd, I'd, I, I don't think Roscommon would be fearful of that um, I, I think of, of all of the possible kind of shakers, one yeah I yeah, think that's, that, the, I that, think that's, that's a, a game That's a big price That's a big price now I, I think that's the game where something could happen of all the po- because I, I'm not convinced by Galway just as of yet I'm just not I think I think if you allow Galway to go at you they will absolutely destroy you but I think if you get amongst them you make it very very tight they can get quite frustrated Alright
1: we didn't get to the Towton Cup this week Or the Kerry game <laughs> We'll talk about the Kerry game again some other time <laughs> Uh, the odds on that one are um, prohibitive at this stage yeah. uh, Anthony good stuff thanks a million no butter OTB AM with Gillette get into your
2: flow with the new Gillette Labs razor with exfoliating bar